your Van Seas Weekly, the home for info and insight on the Vancouver Canadians and all Toronto Blue Jays minor league prospects. Hosted by Greg Ballack and Charlie Caskey. All right, it's episode 13 of the Your Van Seas podcast. I'm Greg Ballack, and with me is Charlie Caskey. And it's lucky number 13, Charlie. We, uh, we have two players that we're going to interview on today's show. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously it's going to be tough to follow up on uh, on the great guest we had, I'd like to say, last week, because it is your event season weekly. We've been making that joke <laughs> that we haven't quite been doing it weekly, but this is, what, five days later? Not even four? Yeah. And uh, following up the uh, the very good Andrew Stoughton, yeah, we've got uh, Anthony Alford, who obviously, you know, we talked about last week, is, is in the news quite a bit if you're a Blue Jays prospector, and uh, Tom Robson. The world famous Vancouver Canadian pitched them to the uh, the NWL Championship last last year. Well, obviously didn't pitch them to, but through the final game and was excellent in that final game. And a then, true Canadian too. He's true Canadian from, Canadian. from he could probably drive to the studio that we're in right now in fifteen <laughs> minutes. So uh, a, a local boy. Um, obviously this year I was sort of expecting big things from him, but an injury derailed his season. So we'll we'll chat to him about that. Well, not just any injury. He actually had. Tommy John surgery, which was delayed a little bit, and people weren't sure if he was going to get it or not, uh, and then eventually he, he did go through with the surgery. Yeah, the most infamous injury there is for pitchers, so yeah. hopefully we can we can get some good stuff out of him um, in regards to how, you know, how that whole process works as far as Tommy John, you know, what... How do you notice it initially, the, the diagnosis, what the process is, and, and so on and so on, because uh, obviously with so many major leaguers and minor leaguers and, you know, players in the Blue Jays system that have had it or, you know, are in the process of rehabbing from it. So it's a, it's a very topical, uh, topical injury. Yeah. I'm interested to get the opinion of an actual person that's gone through the surgery. I've never talked to anyone that's actually had the surgery before. Um, we hear so much about it and you read so much about it, but it'd be nice to actually, uh, get a firsthand opinion. And do you know who did a surgery? If it was, uh, wasn't uh, James Andrews, was it? Well, uh, I don't know. Let's ask him that, Greg. We'll have to ask him if he knew his, who his surgeon and was. And going back, we did speak to him. Well, you didn't. I interviewed Zach Wazalewski, didn't I? You did. Earlier, which was yep. on episode one or two or three or whatever, and he'd <laughs> had it. Um, he had it in high school. He had it his his junior year, was it? Mm-hmm. Got it out of the way. Well, so what, it's such an odd thing, and then we went on about it, you know, goalies like we are having hip surgery. Yeah. Ah, let's just get it out of the way. We're going to have to get it sooner or later. <laughs> So um, that's true. Hopefully, that's the situation for for Tom. You know, he's 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 had it now, and he'll come back stronger. Well, and with Hoffman, the number one pick for the Jays this, this past year, he is obviously going through the the recovery process right now. Um, so we'll we'll see if the you know, if we talk to to Tom and see if he thinks that you can come back stronger, or you know what his thoughts are because he's you know fresh off the surgery himself. So be interesting to hear his opinion. Yeah, and obviously I've spoken up quite a bit about Roberto Osuna, who just came back um, in August right. from from the surgery. He's pitching in the Arizona Fall League as we speak. So Tom, you know what? I don't even know exactly when Tom had it because it was all like the Blue Jays are wont to do. It was all sort of cloak and dagger. Yeah, I mean I know Shai Davidi did write, or someone came up with an article when it actually happened, but Tom can clarify it was that. Steve for Ewan us. had when well, Steve Ewan had mm-hmm. a um, from the province doc and the province dot com had a, um, put a video up with Tom showing him the scar and, and he spoke about level four, there's four levels and three and four are the best. I don't know. We, we can ask him and, yeah. and hopefully, um, he can walk us through it. And when he's expected back, cause you know, he's a guy that 
could be quite similar to Asuna. I'm not saying he's as good as as Roberto, but yeah. you know, similar time frame that he'll he'll probably be back sort of back end of next season, possibly be one of the Blue Jays representatives in the Arizona Fall League, depending on how he he sort of recovers. Um, but yeah, he's going to be going through it with guys like Jeff Hoffman and and yep. another uh, second rounder from last year, 2013, Clinton Holland is recuperating right now as well. Um, so yeah, I wonder if it's sort of like a gang that they've got down in Florida. <laughs> um, Y'all have the little smiley face tattoos yeah. underneath where the scar is. Yeah. <laughs> like all those gang where, where they've got teardrops out of their eyes for <laughs> their hits. They've got smiley faces on their elbows, yeah. Yeah. Wow. We'll ask him if he's got one. See what he says. Uh, sure, <laughs> sure. I, I know I've been texting with him now. We're trying to organize the time, and he's in the gym right now. So, whew. Oh, he's doing well then. I hope he's, <laughs> I hope he's being very careful. <laughs> Probably well, city pumping out bicep curls or something. <laughs> Come on! While we're waiting for Tom, um, we'll, we'll get to our interview first with Anthony Alford, uh, who we spoke to earlier. Yep. Uh, we'll kind of splice it in here so you can listen in. And uh, he is right now in instructs. He's he's waiting to go to Australia, which we have now confirmed that he is he's going. Well, uh, and I want to <laughs> clarify this. Uh, I I didn't get into a Twitter war, but I I sort of tweeted out after our last podcast that it's still not definite that he's going. And as far as I'm aware, you know, as, this, as Greg just mentioned, we've done the interview already and, and Anthony is pretty much pretty sure he's going. But I got an email from someone that has an at bluejays.com email address and he told me that it's not a done deal yet. So Did he also say he was a Nigerian prince and he yeah, wanted money? Or? And he, I need to send him a check for <laughs> just for that information. Um, so my only guess is that there's some paperwork issues to be resolved and until mm. all the lowercase J's are dotted and, and T's are crossed, then, you know, they're not going to say to me, yeah, okay, now he's going. But it sounds very much like Anthony is fully intending on being on a a flight to Australia, which is fantastic news as, as, as we'll hear. And it's one of the many topics we get into. So, into, so he was very uh, gracious with his time. We're glad we could get Anthony on and it was, uh, it was a good discussion, so I don't know yeah. if you want to no, preamble it anymore or just no, get right to it. No, I think for, for most of us, the, the big question was why. You know, why now? Um, and and we, we sort of discussed it a bit last week. Um, you know, why why take Alex Anthopoulos' offer, assumingly reject it, and then go play football for four games um, mm-hmm. and then decide you want to play baseball? So that was my first question, and... The answer is very interesting, so I think we should just go ahead. Yeah, let's hear what uh, Anthony Alford of the Toronto Blue Jays had to say. I guess the first question, on, and what everybody's probably wondering, you know, we all know that when you were in Lansing and, and about to head off back to school, that Jays GM Alex Anthopoulos kind of sat down with you and went through a few proposals. Um, you turned him down at the time and, and went back to Ole Miss, but what sort of changed your mind now? I think it's the timing that's caught everybody a bit off guard. Um. It wasn't so much that I turned him down. It, I, I really considered coming to play baseball full time back in um, in July, but um, I had a lot going on. I had I was getting married at the end of the month, and um, and football just wasn't working out for my. I, I just thought that I had to to go back one more year because I, I had I was coming off of a red shirt, and I just didn't want to live my life with no regrets, and. Um, I feel like I got that out of the way, and I realized baseball was going to be my future. So hmm. um, I'm, I'm just ready to get rolling with baseball and, and see how this thing turns out. 
I know you spent only limited time with the organization, but uh, did they give you any kind of impression? Like, was was it easy to go back to the Blue Jays organization knowing that that was the organization you were going to? Uh, what do you, what do you mean? I don't know. There's the the time that you spent with with the you know in the Gulf League. Um, did that really rub off on you? Like, you, like it was a good situation to go into if you were to leave football. Like, you were easy to to make that decision. Yeah, I, I mean, I I feel like um, as far as the big league club, I feel like they have they're looking for position players. I don't know for sure, but that's what I'm assuming. Um, and I, I'm like I said, I'm just I'm just really wanting to get into baseball full time. Wherever I end up at, um, mm-hmm. that's gonna be fine with me. I'm just gonna have to take it and roll with it. But um, I know baseball is gonna be my my career in the long run. What um. Now you're down in instructs now, and, and from what I can gather from the instructional league, it's kind of you know you're you're kind of playing games, but not really. You're sort of working on a few things. What what have the Blue Jays highlighted for you to work on over these next? Well, I guess it ends this week. Um, and, and what have you been working on the last the last week, ten days since you've been back? Pretty much is getting back in baseball shape, uh, getting my swing down, my timing down, getting some at bat. Getting my arm in shape. Um, it's, mm. it's not any particular thing they have me working on. They just want me to get in shape before I head to Australia. Now, about Australia, um, <laughs> how did how did that come about? Because I, I mean, there's a few different winter leagues, and I mean, obviously, like you just said, the Blue Jays probably just want to get you back in shape. And you know, the biggest thing is you haven't had a lot of reps over the last three years. Was was that? Sort of a, did you go with them up to with a proposal, or did they come to you with a couple of different options and, and you chose Australia? Um, they they just because well, I, I knew I wanted to get some at bat um, this fall or, or this winter, and I just asked them if they could find me anywhere to play if I was a commit right now instead of waiting for January. And um, they said that wouldn't be a problem, and so I just, that's why I just came to instruct to get in shape, and um, I got on the Australia team. I'm sure they were thrilled to have you in any capacity. It doesn't matter where you were playing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Australia, you know, what what have they told you to expect? Like, I've tried to do a bit of research, and I know, you know, the, the Jays sent a few players last year, and just trying to gauge, like, have they told you what sort of level to expect? You know, what, and I know an instructor will be heading with you, or a coach goes and, and is a guest instructor on the team as well. Sort of what what right. have they laid out for you, and and you know what what do you know about Australian baseball? Um, well, they just pretty much told me it was a beautiful place, and um, it'll be it'll be good for me because um, it's a lot of competition from the competitions around high and double A level, and they said it'll be real good for me because I won't I won't get beat down I won't get beat down bad because they don't play every day and you have days off. And, uh, that's pretty much what they told me. Yeah, I was just looking at the schedule. It looks weird. It looks like, well, I mean, obviously there's a there's quite a bit of travel between the cities. It's a huge country, so I guess it's mainly weekend baseball. So you get Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays off every week by the looks of it. Um, right. I, I, don't, I don't know the schedule exactly. I, I just know we play four days a week. Um, I, I thought it. I thought it was we play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off. Yeah. Not, sorry. I'm that's uh, that's right. Yeah, I've just got the calendar up now. You get that's right. <laughs> Should be very interesting. I mean, you're going to get to see some beautiful cities in Australia and, and play some good baseball. Yeah. And then I believe last year Canberra went to an Asian, like a, a Four Nations Asian Championship as well. So I'm not, I think they won right. it last year. So you should be involved in that as well. Yeah. Um, 
they, they, they told me about it, but I, I'm not exactly sure how everything works over there. What about, what about but, a little bit about the logistics of, of switching sports? Do you, do you, I guess, you know, if you're, if you're gifted at both, then it's not a huge issue. But do you find there's a, a huge adjustment going from, you know, the football mindset to now switching quickly over to baseball now that you're going to be going in Australia? Um, as far as going from football to baseball, it haven't been like, I mean, I, I have to work on something like in my time back down, but, mm-hmm. um, it, it comes quick to me because my whole life I've played multiple sports and I've always had to adjust mm-hmm. right at the beginning of that season, whatever sport I'm playing. So that's something I've always been used to and, and something I'm real curious about now about, about playing baseball full time. I'm just excited to see how, um, my baseball ability goes up by I me mean, just dedicating all my time to baseball. Mm. Yeah, you can't really find a replacement for the, the amount of at-bats you're going to see and just you know constantly being in that baseball mindset. I guess it's going to be a, a new challenge for you, and it's going to be interesting to see the results. Right, right. And I'm, I'm, I'm just excited. Um, at the end of the day, I'm just excited to get to play the game and be a um, professional athlete and represent Blue Jays. Wendy, I actually had a question going back to what Greg was saying about about football and baseball. Um, you know, I was keeping tabs when you were redshirting last year, and you know, I was, I was speaking to a couple of players that were here in Vancouver that that knew you fairly well, and they said that you were working on different things. You know, for football, working on your speed and stuff like that. Were you still able to squeeze in any baseball specific workouts, or was it sort of they both sort of just meshed together, and, and you could work on both sports with one sort of training regime? Um, are you talking about? Like working on football stuff while I'm at baseball. No, working on on baseball stuff when you were red shirting. Like last year, you weren't playing any games for oh, Old okay. Miss, but you were obviously training and you know in the gym and and doing everything else that goes along with being a part of the Old Miss football program. But were you able to squeeze in sort of baseball specific workouts, or was the were the football I, I workouts? Was, I was. I got a. I got some time in, in baseball. I mean, usually, I, I I don't usually start hitting until like January. Okay, um, because I didn't have the report until May, but I, I didn't start usually start hitting until January. So all my focus was on focus was on football, and and um, I was helping with the scout team and getting looks for the upcoming game. So um, I didn't I, I I swung back a few times last fall while I was registering, but most of the time I was uh, focused on football. Now, when you were playing football and you still had kind of baseball in the back of your mind, um, was were injuries a bit of concern? Because you know football is, you know, one of the toughest sports out there, and and, and you know it's not really uh, one that you can you can play lightly. So you know, were injuries a concern? Uh, you know, I guess if you want to play football, you're going to play no matter what. But uh, uh, did that really go? Did it go into your thought process at all when you were you know eventually deciding to to go with baseball full time? That you know, the, the quicker you can get out of, of football, the, the better maybe for your an injury concern? No, I've never really been concerned about injuries because at the end of the day, you can get injured playing any sport. And um, so I didn't I didn't want that to – I didn't want to keep that in my mind because I didn't want that to be a distraction. But mm-hmm. the only thing that was a concern uh, was timing because I knew they were steady bringing people in and I was falling behind. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, I was just – it was just timing pretty much. It was just like football was just taking longer than I wanted it to as far as like to see if I could play at the next level. But mm-hmm. um, timing, timing was the biggest thing. 
Speaking of which, you know, your baseball this last year was your third third pro season with Toronto. You know, the first two were in the Gulf. Um, you had maybe 50, I think it was 50 PAs between the two years. Last year was a bit different in that they, uh, they put, you spent some time in both Bluefield and Lansing under the lights. What was the difference between last year and the first couple of years of uh, just working solely in the Gulf Coast League? Um, the Gulf Coast League, it's, it's a grind. I can say that. I'm <laughs> um, playing day games out here in Florida and chain link since. <laughs> um, but when I got the blue field, it got a little better, and I feel like I perform better. The, the higher I go up, I feel like I perform better because obviously you see um, pitchers with more discipline who command the fastball, and they're going to be around the plate more. So, and that's the kind of pitching I like. And I, I feel like I, it's, I just felt like I, I hit better against better pitching. Yeah, we were sorry to miss you in Vancouver. I was a bit surprised <laughs> that you went to Lansing, but you obviously were were quite successful there. Do you have any goals in mind for next year, or just kind of wherever they they assign you, you're gonna you're gonna do the best you can? Oh, uh, that's that's pretty much it. Um, one goal I have is to go out to the the minor league stolen base record, uh, which I think Billy Hamilton yeah, has what right is it, now. Is it eighty? Cincinnati Reds, and and I, I mean I I know I know Billy, and I um that that's one thing that really motivates me. He he's a guy from close to my hometown. He made it to the big, and um, mm-hmm. that, that, that's one of my goals, um, just work on perfecting my craft. Is um, Well, speaking of stolen bases, is Tim Raines down in his trucks with you? Have you been able to spend much time with him? Um, yes, I, I, spend, I spend a lot of time with him, and he's been a good friend and mentor. And he helps me out a lot as far as base running and everything. Mm-hmm. It'll be hard to to keep up with uh, Billy Hamilton with his records. He's uh, <laughs> he's quite the phenom on on the base pass. I don't know if uh, that's a that's a very lofty goal for next year. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I I, I kind of I'm trying. I'm kind of getting this thing figured out. Um, I'm trying to break down how many I have to steal every week. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Get a spreadsheet out. They're always fun <laughs> to work with. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I saw you tweet a picture yesterday. I guess you guys had an off day, and you went you went sw- uh, swimming, fishing with DJ Davis. Are you guys? Is that a bit of a Mississippi connection there, or <laughs> you guys just two kindred souls down in uh, in Instructs? Um, yeah, me and me and DJ, we're real good friends. We've been good friends since we first got drafted together. Uh, one one reason is we're from the same the same area. We're from forty five minutes apart. We knew of each other in high school. And, um, one thing is, we, we I think we understand each other. Like I, me and him can see eye to eye um, better than someone from like California because we we know each other's background and we know each other come, where each other comes from. And so um, he's been one of my closest friends on the baseball team. One thing that I want to ask you about, you know, whenever we we hear about Mississippi, obviously we had, you know, the Jays had two Mississippi prep products, you know, drafted in, in that same year back in 2012 with you and, and DJ. And you always uh-huh. hear how raw they are, and and I mean, what 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 generates that? Is it just that you guys don't play as much baseball, say, as someone from California or Texas or Florida? You know, is it just a shorter season, and you guys don't get as many reps in front of scouts? Because I'm just curious Probably as to why. I think it's because um, I mean we played decent competition, and it's probably not like Florida or Texas or California and bigger cities. Um, but one of the main focus in Mississippi is is football. Right. And so baseball is kind of overlooked in Mississippi. Um, it's like a secondary sport for for a lot of people, and some people just happen to get get drafted in baseball. I mean, a lot of people out of Mississippi been like 
like a true sports star or something like that, and they just happen to get drafted, and they've never dedicated all their time to baseball. Right. Well, Anything I, else sad, Charlie? No, I think that's you've, you've answered all the questions I've had. I mean, I just want to say good luck in Australia, obviously. I, mm-hmm. I, I think I read somewhere that they have host families, so you'll be put up in someone's <laughs> house, and it's, def, it's definitely going to be... Do you know the other guys going with you all that well, like Christian and, and LB? Uh-oh. I met them for the first time the day they got down here today started working out, but I met them for the first time today. Okay. Do you know when are you meant to be going? Um, I leave on the 26th. Okay, so that gives you, uh, I think that's, so the first game was the 31st, so it gives you a few days um, to sort of acclimatize. Yeah, time change. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's a massive time change, isn't it? Right. Yeah. And what do you, uh, who, do you know who the instructor is that's going with you, the coach? Um, Kenny Graham, I think he's going to be the hitting instructor over there. Oh, perfect. So it gives you someone to, uh, to keep a close eye and, and ensure that you get your timing down and, and all the rest that goes along with it. Right. Excellent. Well, Anthony, we uh, really appreciate you coming on and, and talking to us. You didn't have to take this time, but we uh, we definitely uh, enjoyed the conversation and got to hear it firsthand from uh, from yourself. So thank you for doing this. Uh, no problem. Thank you. And I'd like to say we'd see you in Vancouver next year, but I <laughs> definitely don't think we will. <laughs> <laughs> so good luck. Uh, good luck in Australia. I hope it goes well. And, and good luck in uh, Lansing or Dunedin, wherever you end up. I think it's going to be, a, hopefully, a pretty quick for you. Okay. And there you have it, Anthony Alford of the Toronto Blue Jays, taking out some time from his schedule and working down in Instructs to to chat with your Van C's. So we appreciate Anthony coming on to to clear up some of that and had some interesting comments there, Charlie, about uh, uh, some of his goals for next year. <laughs> and I don't know if he'll he'll reach a lot of them, but uh, hey, you never know. Sky's the limit now that he's playing baseball full time. Well, I mean, we've always known or heard, you know. See, I've never seen him play, but we, like I mentioned last. Last Thursday, you know, every time I spoke to another Vancouver Canadian, all they all they said was freak. You know, that was the most oft-used word, uh, you know, comparing him to Bo Jackson. Um, so just the athletic ability he possesses suggests that, you know, he has the ability. And from, from what I can gather, he, he's very good on the base pass. You know, you look at his minor league career, I think he's stolen, you know, again, we're, we're talking about an extraordinarily small sample size, but he's stolen 11 bags with no caught stealings including three, I'm looking at stats right now, four in Lansing last year um, in his five games. So, you know, DJ Davis, we all know, is is fast, but gets caught at well over a 50% clip. Mm-hmm. Um, so doesn't quite have that sort of nous yet on the base pass, whereas Alfred obviously does. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I actually saw that wasn't really news to me. I saw a tweet from him earlier in the week with a picture of him that instructs saying that that was sort of his goal to break the minor league uh, stolen base record. Oh, okay. um, you know, you look at you look at Billy Hamilton's 2012 when he stole 155 bags between <laughs> uh, the California League and... A two per game, basically. Yeah, basically. You know, he, he played 132... No, so one in a third. He played 132 games oh, okay. between the Cal League and, and AA. Um, but the, the stat that strikes... Uh, strikes... At, sort of pops for me is is the 410 on base percentage he put up that year so yeah. well you got everyone knows to steal to bases get, you got to get on right. base and you know just the fact i'm not discounting alfred's ability i'm just saying that you know with his lack of reps the last few years it'll be interesting to see if he can get on base at, at that sort of clip mm-hmm. to to put himself in a in a position to to steal that many bases i hope he does yeah i think 
he's doing a great service to himself by by putting a uh, putting an end to his his football aspirations now rather than later. And and like he said, let's he went to the Blue Jays and said, let's go, let's get mm-hmm. some reps, which is great to hear. You yeah, know, he's he wants to hit the ground running. Yeah, it sounds like he's putting in a real hit the ground running. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, you know what? Just scrap the Tom Robson interview. We should just end the podcast yep. now. That's it. I'm retired. <laughs> but I, just, I was going to say, it sounds like he's putting a real you know, effort into making this happen. So I think you got to give him some credit that he, you know, he, like what he said, he, he noticed that his career in football wasn't going the way he thought it was going to go, taking a little longer, and he wasn't prepared for that. So um, the fact that he's putting in this, this effort playing in, in Australia coming up, uh, I think it's going to only bode well for a season next year, and unfortunately, we won't probably won't get to see him here in Vancouver. But uh, uh, it'll be fun to keep track of of how he does because he's he's an interesting candidate for you know one of those guys that can quickly make his way through the organization. But you know, it's still a bit of a wild card because you never know how he's going to adjust to the, to playing baseball full time. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think the line that really stood out for me in that interview was you know when he sort of said you know they're getting other guys in the organization and. I might, I might be falling behind here. So I think he started to realize that, obviously, as he said, the football wasn't moving along quickly enough for him um, as, as in regards to where he wanted to be. And he kind of realized that, obviously, baseball is where my future probably lies, and by playing any more football, I am doing myself a disservice. You know, people mm-hmm. are going to start getting ahead of me on the curve. Um, I need reps. And... He decided to do something about it, so you know it's great news, um, and obviously fantastic that he made a decision now and is going to get, you know, who who knows how many games he'll get for Canberra, um, how he adjusts down there, but he's going to have a bit of a support network around him as far as other Blue Jays are concerned, mm-hmm. and I mean I've been to Australia three or four times and I love it down there, and one of the main reasons is because the people are so great, so. I'm sure he'll have no problem settling in and 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 just getting to work when he's down there. Which coach did he say was going down there? Kenny yeah. Rogers, who I've never heard of. Actually, I'm sure if we put him into Baseball Reference, it'll come up. But just off the top of my head, I can't place him in the organization. Hmm. We'd have to Google that. Um, not the Kenny Rogers. No, not not the gambler <laughs> or the other Kenny Rogers. No, I was just going to say <laughs> Kenny Wilson as well. Um, no, not this. Not the center fielder, the Double A center fielder that was went to the twins this year and then back again and who knows where he is now but yeah so it's i can't wait not only for um for next year but just to see how he does in canberra and like i said last week i've got a couple of friends that that live down that way so who've already told me they're gonna they're looking forward to getting out and catching a few games and mm. we're only that much more excited when i kind of told them that one of our big time prospects was heading their way so yeah and i mean i'm hoping i like i I said to you off air, I've, I've mailed the uh, the cavalry media department to see if maybe we can't get a few questions answered by them. Because uh, I was just curious, as, as same as what we asked Anthony there, what the level was kind of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's saying high double A. If that's the case, then, you know, great. Wow. You know, the, higher than I thought it was. Yeah, higher than <laughs> I thought it was as well. But, you know, guys, I... Again, I'd have to look up the stats, but, you know, the guys that they sent over last year, it's not like they set the world on fire by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you can't just say it was the standard. You know, they're they're displaced. They're flying halfway across the world and, and expected to play baseball and live in a completely different culture, which might be a bit of a shock and effect. But, you know, baseball players should be able to sort of squeeze all the extraneous factors out of, out of the system and, and just focus on playing baseball. Yep. So... 
we'll see what happens. You know, if it's high double A, you got a kid that's only played, you know, hang on, you know, 25 plate appearances at, at low A. So you, you mm. would expect him to struggle. But if he goes down there and does well, then you're thinking, wow. And then, like like we are prone to do as as prospect hounds, you know, you start thinking like, oh, geez, how can how if this guy moves up the ladder quickly, and you got Dalton Pompey already knocking on the door, could you be looking at in a couple of years an outfield of him, of Alfred Pompey and and Bautista? Yeah, you know that that quickly. Eh? That quickly, yeah. So maybe sign someone as a stopgap. Um, you know, a two-year deal. Melky. I don't think Melky's <laughs> going to sign a two-year deal, but like we, <laughs> like we mentioned some last week, someone like Nori Aoki, you know, a two-year deal just to just to hold the fort. Yeah. Well, you see what Alfred can do. You, I mean, you know, Pompey is either either going to start the season in Toronto next year or more than likely be up after a month or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it kind of opens up quite a few new opportunities and 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 makes makes it a, a very interesting sort of lineup. Um, I kept thinking about uh, last week's interview with, with Stoughton. Um, just because, you know, when you think about the, the lineup, the adjustments that need to be made, they're not that far away, really. There's a few holes that need to be plugged. Um, and they're really not that far. I know Anthopolis talked about, you know, the 10-win gap, and, and it was the bullpen, by and large, that it was their failures that probably accounted for most of those losses. Um, yeah. But, I mean, you look at the playoffs this year. Kansas City were within and out of, of going out, and now they're two wins away from the World Series. All <laughs> it takes is getting hot at the right time. Yeah, and and Lord knows the Blue Jays have the players to get hot. You know, you look at what Encarnacion was doing prior to his injury. Yeah, uh, Bautista Can't throw a ball, ball past him. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bautista in stretches. Yeah. Um, you know, they've got they've got other guys that can that can carry a baseball team. They've got the starting pitching. Yes, the bullpen needs to be a bit better. Um, you know, Detroit found that out this year. San Francisco found that out last night. And and by the way, you know, for all those people out there that that, that hate on Gibby, I th- you know, you, you, you look at, uh, who's San Francisco's manager? Bruce Bochy. Bochy. He's won two World Series rings in the last five years or whatever it is. And for me last night, that was an absolutely horrific decision to yeah. leave in Strickland to face Matt Adams. Yeah. You know, Bryce Harper, a left-handed hitter, had deposited two balls on the moon off of Strickland. <laughs> Tom Verducci in the commentary box was saying, you know, he's not a good fit and matchup against left-handed hitters because yeah. he stands to the third base side, kind of has not a crossfire, but because of that, left-handed hitters see the ball for a bit longer. And he just throws so hard. And he mm-hmm. throws so hard. And he, so he, he went slider, 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 and then tried to sneak a fastball by him. He missed the spot. I mean, Posey had his glove a good two feet up higher than where the ball ended up, but... Yeah. You know, so that's three home runs he's given up to left. I think they actually said that was the fourth home run he's given up this postseason. Why? Why would you have him pitch yeah. to a left-handed hitter? Just oh, maybe if he can just get by this guy. No, it's the playoffs. Exactly. This guy kills. You know, at the time, <laughs> you know, obviously San Francisco came back and then yeah. Colton Wong ended up winning it. But it was a it was an absolute brain fart. So, you know, even these guys that are featured as, as some of the best managers around. Make mistakes. Um, I like Gibby's usage of the bullpen. Oh, the year. Gibby's uh, bullpen use is, is fantastic. Yeah. I think this this year the, the bullpen didn't they let him down. Yeah, um, that's the least of our worries yeah. in watching the Jays. Well, no, yeah, Gibby is <laughs> by far, by far, but it's just it goes back to the, they're not that far away. You know, all you have to yeah. do is get in the playoffs and 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 see what happens. 
just like Moneyball's, you know, Billy Bean said, oh, my job is just to get him to the playoffs. Um, That's all you can really do. <laughs> which he's done very successfully. It's just unfortunately for him, his players haven't haven't come through. Um, so, yeah. Well, who would have thought the Royals would have even stood a chance against the Angels? Looking, no. at, looking at that on paper, you'd, you'd say, you know, three straight, the Angels are moving on. I know, no I know I should say something a lot more intelligent here, but it's why they play the games, isn't it? You know, uh-huh. they, they talk about... Games not played on paper. They talk about the, the speed versus the brawn of the Orioles, and here come Kansas City bashing home runs left, yeah. right, and center. You can't predict is, it. Is you, hit four in, yeah. this seri- uh, in the playoffs of the series, I'm not sure. Yeah. After like everyone's hit, realizing their potential yeah. all at once. You can't... And How that do you account for tiny that? Tiny little guy from St. Louis, what's his name? Carpenter has hit three yep. when he hit something like eight all year. Yeah. You know, guys get hot. It's a funny, that's uh, a funny game. It's why it drives you crazy, but it's why you keep watching. Oh, man, it's unbelievable. Say. The game last night was unbelievably gripping. You know, San Francisco coming back in, in the in the top of the ninth on a wild pitch. Yeah, score from second. Scores from second. <laughs> After her Bochi pinch ran for a guy that didn't look like he'd be all that slow, but, yeah. you know, thought we better get as, as fast as we can out two here. Two-step difference makes it. Two, exactly. Yeah. And he also froze on that line drive and made a great base, base running um, play there. So, yeah, man, I, I just love baseball. I, I can't, you don't want it to end, and, and thankfully for us, with all these winter leagues, um, Doesn't it's not. <laughs> Speaking of which, I, am, I made a mistake on Thursday. I said the Dominican League is starting the 31st. That is the Australian League. Dominican League starts Friday the 17th. Okay. And I, I kind of threw the question out there on Twitter, you know, because I couldn't really find anywhere who, which, which Blue Jay farmhands had been drafted. And... Uh, I got some great answers, but one of them was from uh, an Andrea Vallo, who looks to be a big Lugnuts fan. Um, came back with a couple of names, and it looks like um, Lysi is going to be the team to watch because it's got Emilio Guerrero, who had a, who had a good year for Deneen this year, mm-hmm. uh, Dawa Lugo, who we know from from last year in Vancouver, yep. and then had a eh, so up and down year for Lansing this year, and Miguel Castro. Well, that was the GM that that reached out to me because he wanted to get in touch with somebody in the Canadians. Ah, uh, well, there was, you go. He was the GM for Lysi. So well, there's they, the there's the connection. Obviously, they they'd, they'd heard about this 19-year-old kid that yeah. throws upper 90s. and I don't know why he reached out to me, but... Well, it's because you're obviously well-known in the baseball circles <laughs> of Vancouver. <laughs> I was going to say, though, with your uh, mistake on the dates there, I guess we'll have to scratch off the, you know, from your Twitter profile that you're infallible because um, no longer... After that blunder. No, you're right. That is probably, uh, that's mistake two um, <laughs> of my life. So, yeah, we're going to three strikes in that mode. What was the first much. one? I don't know. It happened so long ago. <laughs> I hardly remember. Hope your wife's not listening. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it wasn't what you were thinking. Uh, Never mind. Uh, but there's some Crash other guys it. as well. Um, uh, Gustavo, oh, no, he got traded, didn't he? Oh, PRE, PRE yes. PRE, PRA got traded for uh, John Mayer. Yes. You were correct. Uh, Jonathan Diaz is playing for uh, Gigantas. I probably butchered that name. <laughs> um, Gigantas. Gigantas. So, yeah, as I said, Guerrero's and Lysi. So, Lysi's going to be the team to, to, to follow. Um, and, uh, oh, Cordero, the 100-mile-an-hour pitcher that threw for Lansing. He's... He's um he's down there as well. Get your Lysi jerseys out. Folks. Get the Lysi jerseys out. And apparently this this Andrea <laughs> is telling me that Lysi.com streams the game. Streams Ooh. the game. So that should be interesting. I, I mean I'm I'm curious to see how how much, you know, Lugo's only nineteen mm-hmm. or twenty, Castro's only nineteen. I'm curious to see if they play much. Some if video at all. opportunities. But be kinda cool, yeah. Mm. 
And then um, later on today, it looks like uh, Dalton Pompey's playing center field and leading off for the Mesa Solar Sox. John Birdie's DHing. And those are the two Blue Jays representatives. Uh, as the Mesa Solar Sox take on the Scottsdale Scorpions. The barn burner. It's a, it's a massive <laughs> tilt. I think Mesa, the Mesa won their first game the other night. Um, Pompey had a triple in four plate appearances, and Dwight Smith Jr. had a uh, had a double, I believe. I can't remember. Oh, he just keeps rolling along. Well, it was his first game. He is on, and I for the life of me, I can't remember the name, but it's like a it's like the Black Aces of hockey. So he's only allowed to play once a week. Oh, so it's the Arizona Fall League is a bit funny. I guess it's there's a bit of horse trading. The teams all sort of put in their priority player who plays like four times a week, yeah. guaranteed. That would be Pompey. Uh, which is, I'm assuming, I haven't been able to find any information from Toronto as to who is and and who isn't, but I'm guessing, yes, it's Pompey. So he's their priority. So he'll play most of the time. And that's the thing, like two teams might put in a shortstop. So, okay, what do we do now? One of them has to move to third or to second or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I think the horse trading comes in, right? You're going to put in R- Addison Russell, as, as your priority, okay, we won't put in a shortstop, we'll put in a, an outfielder kind of thing. Now, who would deal with that? Which, which, I think it's executive? just the team. I don't know how it works. Yeah, oh, executive, I don't know. I'm which, guessing Anthopolis and his team. He'd be that involved in, in yeah, that process? I would have thought so. <laughs> yeah, I, I get the feeling when listening to Anthopolis is that he knows pretty much everything that's going on. Okay. I'm not saying he's a he micromanager. Has, he at but, least has his finger in the pie. But he's he got his finger be. in the pie, yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he's not going to be delegating that sort of stuff. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, um, All right, well. Dwight, yeah, Dwight Smith Jr., what do you have? Yeah, he did double in his four trips. Um, Andy Burns has had four games down the Venezuelan League. Four hits, two doubles, so he's he's gotten off to a decent start down there. Um, well, I was, there was something else I wanted to mention. Oh yeah, Jorge Flores, of course, the single-digit assassin from the Vancouver Canadians and had a pretty good year this year the, in New Hampshire. single-digit assassin? Yeah, that, that was our nickname him? for him. Wow, it's a yeah. long nickname. Usually the nicknames <laughs> are shorter. For a short guy. <laughs> Usually um, they're shorter than that, their that, actual names. That though. was the, uh, the irony. Um, <laughs> so he is in the LMP, which I'm guessing is the Mexican League, but I'm going to be... Confirmed League Mexicano Liga Mexicana del Pacifico. Okay. Yeah. Wow, look at you. So uh yeah. So it's all it's all going, it's all starting, man. It's all and, beginning. Uh, and Baseball like, is year round. Like we mentioned last week, this uh this MLB site with that just kind of amalgamates all the stats from the various leagues per organization is great. Um and I wrote a post, um, shameless plug about Roberto Asuna and his first appearance. So check it out over at yourvancees.com. This is the um, Your Vancees podcast. You're yeah, allowed exactly. To shill I'm, I'm allowed to shill <laughs> for the actual, you know, the website that we're actually doing the podcast on. <laughs> um, and in it, I try and break down sort of the, the quality of opponents for him that night. Um, he faced, uh, what was it, 11 batters. So I kind of broke down where they played last year, you know, where they ranked um, as far as their own organization was concerned prospect-wise. Um, and just try to get a, a, a bit of a flavor uh, mm-hmm. as to what he did. Um, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they have off. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we should expect to see him and Sean Nolan again. So, Okay. Interesting. 
Well, keep our eyes peeled. And yeah. We've sort of rambled on a little bit here, but... Uh, we have, yeah. We do have Tom Robson still to get to. Well, let's, uh, uh, let's get to him then. Yeah, I think we should uh, bring him on, and then uh, we'll do a little wrap-up, and that'll be it for the, the show. So uh, looks like we'll... We'll talk to Tom Robson of the Vancouver, I guess he's still considered part of the Vancouver Canadians. We'll just say of the Toronto Blue Jays organization. Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, let's bring on our interview with Tom Robson. First of all, thanks for coming on. Much appreciated. Yeah, no problem at all. It's been an, it's been an interesting year for you, for sure. Yes, very interesting year. Um you were uh, you were just in the gym. What what can you do in the gym? Start with that. What what um, kind of stuff can you do? I've actually I think I'm 13 weeks out of surgery. Um, so basically, when you have Tommy John, there's like a set like schedule, right? Like uh, for the first six weeks, I couldn't do any like activity really at all. I'd, all I'd really do is like some really light bands, um, some light weights. And then after six weeks, I could start running. So then I started running. And then eight weeks, I could start doing uh, modified lower body lifts. So then I started those. And 12 weeks, I could start doing light upper body. So for the last week, I've been doing those. Um, everything's really light. Like uh, the most the most weight I'll have in my hands is probably like 20 pounds max. Okay. Um, just kind of slowly getting back into everything um, for the in the gym side of things. And then I go to I do my rehab stuff with a guy in um, Ladner who's the uh, physiotherapist for. Vancouver Giants, Travis Wolseley at Sun God Physio. Mm. Um, and with him, I've been doing a lot of work, obviously a lot of shoulder stuff, scap stuff, um, basically just trying to strengthen my arms, my back, you know, everything just surrounding, just so when I do come back, I'll be stronger, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been really busy with that. Um, obviously, it's a bit frustrating because I can't really lift too much of heavy weights. So it gets kind of boring, <laughs> but I mean, it's all part of it. And, um, I mean, sooner or later I'll be back to normal. So I'm looking forward to that. You say the, the workouts are boring, but the actual rehab, we always hear the horror stories coming back from Tommy John uh, about how difficult it actually is. What has your experience been like? Um, well, you know, I think the main, like, like the, the, the most fun I have in rehab right now is like, Maybe once a week I get to lightly toss, uh, like, medicine balls, tennis balls and stuff, mm-hmm. like chest passes. Um, like the, the main thing is just kind of, for me, I thought it was just kind of watching everyone, like, you know, have success and you're kind of just on the sidelines watching everyone do well and you can't really do anything I can't. It's not like I can practice or get any better at pitching right now because mm-hmm. I can't even throw a ball, right? Yeah. So, um on that side of things, it's really frustrating. But at the same time, um, my elbow had been an issue in 2012, a little bit in 2013, and then obviously this year as well. So I'm I'm happy I've finally gotten the surgery, and I'm um, you know I'm, I'm hoping the future is is bright. But um, yeah, I'd say I'd say the worst part is just not you know you're not you can't play, you're not you, yeah. know, you can't compete, you can't you know you grow up and you're used to. Uh, you know, you want to go out there and compete and have fun with your team. And, you know, I can't really do that. I'm stu- I was stuck in Florida for most of the year this year, just kind of watching, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so that's, that, that part really kind of sucks, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that was going to be my question, that 
you know, obviously you came off the what must have been close to one of your career highlights pitching for Vancouver in the. Oh, in, absolutely! You know, and that, yeah. that was a big thing as well because um, this time last year, you know, I kind of, I kind of, you know, made a name for myself. I, I, I feel like I separated myself from a lot of the, a lot of the guys, and I was really looking forward to 2014. I thought it was going to be a really good year. I know the coaches were really excited as well, um, and I was expecting big things out of myself. And um, well, when we talked at the um, at the uh, luncheon in January, you know, you were looking forward to possibly even starting the year in in Dunedin, and, and I think that definitely would have been a, yeah a, a, a realistic um, goal, whether it was from the from the off or you know halfway yeah. through the season or whatever. And then you know you got out of the gate, you, you struggled a bit. Was your elbow bothering you right from the start this past uh, season, or was it other factors that that sort well, of contributed? What happened is I don't I don't really want to blame it on any of that. Um, I could feel my elbow, but I, want, I wouldn't say that's the reason why I was struggling. Um, my control was really off at the in spring training. Um, I was probably the strongest I've ever been. I was throwing harder than ever, um, and my ever since you know, like I, I guess I was throwing harder. My control had been a bit off, right? And that kind of carried right into uh, the beginning of the season because I missed about two weeks in spring training. I I did something to my back, so I didn't pitch all my outings in spring training. And then last week of spring training, I had uh, bronchitis, mm-hmm. which I had that for a couple of weeks. And then, um, obviously, I, I wouldn't blame it on that, but I was fighting a, a couple things. And then those first four outings were really rough, and I kind of figured it out. And as, I feel like as soon as I figured it out, then that's when my elbow was really bad. And obviously, at that point, you know, with everything, I I wanted to try and fight through it. It's nothing like I I hadn't felt before, and um, but it just got worse and worse. And I was was trying to you know get better, work with the trainers, but it wasn't really working out for me. And then that last game I pitched against uh, Dayton in Lansing, I knew something was like really wrong, and I tried to fight through it. And after the game, I came out and I just kind of you know, it, whenever you have an injury, it's for me, it was always the mental part. Like, like after the game, in between starts, like constantly, I was only thinking about my elbow, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I was wondering, like, oh, is my elbow all right? Like, I'd sit in my room at night, wondering, like, if I'm going to wake up and it's going to be better. And mm-hmm. obviously, I woke up and it was the same. It wasn't any better. And uh, you know, it was just time to say something. I was, I was tired of having to deal with it, and I just wanted to get it fixed. And originally, they brought the doctors in, and they thought it was tricep tendonitis. And okay. I told him, I kind of just told him, I was like, guys, this is not tricep <laughs> Like, I can pitch through tricep standardized. Like, I need an MRI. And they're like, okay, like, if you want an MRI, you can get an MRI, but you're going to have to go back to Florida for that. And I was like, I'm well aware of that. Like, I, I knew that was coming before I even said anything. And so I went back, and I got my MRI immediately. And they basically were like, yeah, I mean, you got a, you got a tear in your UCL. <laughs> um, there's two routes. You can try and rehab, see if it gets better or you can get surgery, and so I, I, I was kind of iffy. I didn't really know what to do, right, because there's so many people telling you so many different things, and, like, I I was talking to the doctor in Florida, and he's like, okay, well, why don't you go to Dr. Andrews and get a second opinion? And I was like, okay, like, why wouldn't I do that? He's the best doctor in the world. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I flew down there the next week, talked to him, and he kind of said, he was kind of the same. He was like, well, you know, like, what do you want to do? He asked me, and I was like, honestly, Dr. Andrews, 
I'll do whatever you whatever you think because you know way more about this than I do. And he kind of just told me he was like, yeah, okay. Um, if I were you, I would I would do this PRP injection, which is a platelet enriched plasma that they they take blood out of your out of your they took they took blood out of my left arm. They spun it in this machine, and I guess it enhances all the platelets like mm. a thousand times or whatever. Right. And they inject it into the uh, into the area where you need it. So that was in my right elbow. And I waited six weeks, started throwing again, and it felt all right. You know, like, I feel like if I really wanted to, I could come back and, and probably start pitching again. But I, I still felt some discomfort in there. And but at that time, I was like, you know, it's not it's not worth trying to come back and then, you know, let's say next spring training, I, I get hurt again, right? And then I'm really up shit without a paddle, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, so I was just like, you know, I still feel it. Let's just get surgery. So the next week I got surgery, and that was on July 15th. And then, yeah, I've been rehabbing ever since then. Yeah, because for me, I, I've I've struggled with that with that PRP therapy. You hear about guys, guys doing it, and everybody I'd always heard, I think Roberto Asuna tried it, um, I don't know if Clinton tried it, but you know, it, it yeah. seemed to always get tried and then failed, you know, so, yeah, so, so six feel, weeks is six weeks, you know, you, you're talking about, I know it's a 12 or 13 month rehab, but it's still oh, yeah. adding to it, you know? So the, basically the way I look at it is I was, I got hurt on May 15th Yep. and, uh, once I found out that I had the tear the week after, I kind of was just talking to everyone who had had the surgery. I talked to Osun, I talked to Hutchison, I talked to Ryan Barucki. I talked to Holland, and they were all kind of like, yeah, you know, like, we 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 tried rehabbing it. That never worked for me. We tried rehabbing it. It never worked for me. And that's when I was kind of like, oh, maybe I should get surgery. But, I mean, you do. You, you know, you look at all the people who tried to rehab tears in their elbow, and it's not like tear. Like, if you got a tear, you got a tear. That's, I don't think it's really going away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, maybe there are the odd people that can pitch with it. I know uh, Henderson Alvarez has a tear in his elbow, and and he pitches, and he's fine. I mean, well, but, Masahiro I mean, Tanaka came back, didn't he? And he pitched yeah, at the end of the yeah. season, so he and that's what he had. I'm, I I think. Yeah, he had the PRP injection, yeah. but and I I was aware of that. I mean, I mean, I think for for Tanaka too, like there. I mean, we don't know. He, we don't know if next year you know it becomes it's, a problem or yeah, exactly. anything, right? And I just didn't. I didn't want to have to deal with. That. I wanted to know I got it fixed. You know. I didn't want to have to pitch in the back of my mind with, yeah, you know, I better be careful because I got a tear in my elbow, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, and as you say, if it's going back to 2012, then it, it must be yeah. a huge weight off your mind. Yeah. Well, that's oh, why yeah. I want to go back to that initial diagnosis as well. Uh, you know, when they were saying it might have been might have been something else, might have been something else. Uh, when you got that initial diagnosis that it was a UCL tear, uh, was that almost a bit of relief for you knowing that you know you you weren't crazy. This is, was actually something that was going on in your elbow. Yeah, you know, I think you can ask any anyone who plays. Like, you can you can you can you know the difference between when something's like you know you're just a little sore, but when you're hurt, mm-hmm. right? I knew I was hurt because I'd have that feeling in my elbow for the past few years, and like if it hadn't gone away, I mean, it was the same thing every time. You know, there's something wrong yeah. in there, right? So. I was actually I had I was sleeping in my in my hotel room in Florida and I woke up to Jeff Stevenson our um, rehab coordinator and he called me and he was like yeah you know you have a tear and I was like 
I wasn't surprised at all. I was like, okay, like pretty much knew something was wrong. Yeah. And that's when I just kind of, you know, just talking to everyone, figuring out what to do. And I, I, if I go back in time, I probably would have got the surgery because if you think about it, um, what happens is you, you sit out for 20, like you sit out for 20 weeks, you start throwing, you do a 12 week throwing program, then you do an eight week mound progression. Right. And if that all went smoothly, I could have been back on a mound by spring training and maybe been ready to go in the season by late May. And yeah. I, I mean, I would have missed a month. That's it. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so now you're looking at kind of now, mid now to late if July. Goes smoothly. If everything goes smoothly, I'll be back. Um, maybe mid to late June. Okay. That's everything comes off without a hitch. Yeah. And what so I'm expecting, I'm expecting to be back June, July, and then I'll get, you know, two or three months in and then, I want to go play winter ball somewhere. Yeah. What a what would be your preferred choice? <laughs> just because we had a, we've had Anthony Alford on this show as well, who obviously you know about, just left yeah. Ole Miss and is down in Florida right now, and he's off to the ABL in two weeks or in whatever. Australia, three weeks. Yeah. yeah, in Australia. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, all the guys I've talked to have been to Australia. They say it's the time of their lives. Um, yeah. <laughs> But I think it I all depends like on how, how how I come back. I mean, some people, they come back and they're stronger than they were before. Some people come back and, like, Drew Hutchison, when he came back, it took him, like, a couple months to get back to where he was, you know? <laughs> some people adjust the time change a little differently than others. Yeah. So, so it, it will all depend when I start coming back. Like, are you able to – do you stay in contact with some of those other guys? Like, Roberto's obviously he threw – I want to say about 30 innings in, in Dunedin, and now he's he's in the Arizona Fall League. Are you able to speak to him every now and then and say, look, how, how's it progressing? You know, he, he got yeah, knocked around I mean, a bit. When his I first... was in Florida, I was talking to him pretty much every other week, you know, seeing how he was, and he's, he sounded really upbeat about it. He's like, yeah, I mean, no problems at all. Like, because him and I were really similar. Like, when, when, he, when we'd throw, like, the day after, our elbows would just be like, you know, like, holy, like, this is just brutal. But now he says it's fine. He doesn't feel anything. And Barucky, same thing. Um, I, I'd say I talked to Barucky the most just because uh, I played with him in Extended in 2013. Right. And I'm pretty good friends with him. And uh, Holland, I was with him all this year. So down in Florida. So is he, yeah, I guess you guys would have been rehabbing right around the same time, wouldn't you? Have? Yeah, we were. And Johnny close. Anderson, too. I'm pretty close with him, so I've been keeping in touch with him. Just like, you know, like, uh, whenever I'll feel, like, you know, sometimes my elbow will feel great, you know, and then some days it'll feel, like, a bit tight, you know. And I just kind of talk to Johnny or Ryan Brucky, and I just ask him, hey, is this normal to feel? And they'll be like, yeah, you know, it's, you're not going to feel great every day. Like, it's going to be up and down, so. Mm-hmm. And obviously you don't want to stay in Florida all this off season, I'm, I'm sure the Jays. I don't know if they have the facility to do it, but yeah. What do they so, What do they give uh, you? Like how do How do you maintain the the rehab they want you to go through? Uh, so there's like a I get there's like a set uh, program for it, right? And they mm-hmm. just kind of forwarded that to the guy I'm working with now, right? And um, they kind of just like uh, tell him what what I can and can't do, and so I can do that with him. And he he watches the guy I'm with now watches everything I do. And um, he manages, like, all the weight and stuff that I do and asks me how I'm feeling. He'll feel my arm, massage it out and stuff. So it's mm-hmm. going really well. Are you counting down the days before you get to throw a baseball again? Yeah, December 1st. So. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 
That's not far away, really, is it? Yeah. Stop flat ground, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Started like 45 feet first few weeks, and then 60 feet for three weeks, I think. I don't know at all. And I was with Colton Turner. I lived with him in Florida in the summer. Right. And he he started throwing in June. So I was kind of asking him, like, oh, how does it feel, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he I could communicate pretty well with him. So now I have a good idea of how it should feel. So did he have it? That actually answers the question because he was on the Canadians' DL list for the entire season. Did he have yeah. Tommy Jones as well? Yeah, so what happened was he got hurt last summer <laughs> right. when we were playing. Yeah. And um, it was his elbow. He got an MRI. They said nothing. So he went to Instructs. He rehabbed it. And when he started throwing again in January to get ready for the season, he um, still felt discomfort. He took it to a doctor in Texas, his MRI. Doctor in Texas said, yeah, no, you don't have anything. Nothing's wrong. And then he was like, no, I don't, I don't believe this. So he went to Dr. Andrews, took his MRI there. And... Um, Dr. Andrews was like, yeah, you got a 35% tear in your UCL. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's a, I don't want to say, and I don't want to have to throw anybody on the bus here, but I've had a bit of a problem with the Blue Jays' way of, you know, how they handle their pitchers for the past couple of years, just from information I've, I've been getting, how they don't use biomechanical research. So it sort of boggles my mind that you say yeah. initially they diagnose you with tricep tendonitis and Colton doesn't yeah. doesn't see the tear. Like it... Like I said, I don't want to be overly negative here, but it just doesn't make a lot of sense. With the prevalence of Tommy John surgery these days, you think there would be a set system in place. As soon as someone says, you know what, my elbow doesn't feel so good, bang. Okay, this yeah. is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. This is the protocol. Does it does it seem odd to you as a player that, you know, you're the one that had to say to him, nah, this, something's not right here. It's not. It's definitely not my tricep. Yeah. Um, I think you could talk to a lot of players and they'd, they'd agree with you on that and I, I agree with you as well but I think coming from the trainer standpoint they're there to help you and you know try and try and fix you right so yeah. obviously they're gonna want to go the rehab route every time before like mm-hmm. you get surgery right they'd rather you not have to get surgery okay yeah. and basically what they said to me they said they're like what six weeks to 52 weeks like yeah. Why don't why not try this? And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, what, so what? Yeah. Not like it, you you still gonna have to sit out a year, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah you don't want to have to get the increasing problem of maybe over diagnosing the number of Tommy John surgeries, and then you miss yeah. a year for for no reason when you really didn't need to get the surgery done. But I'm, I'm sure the Blue Jays aren't the only organization that are like that. You'd rather get the the six week recovery rather <laughs> than the full yeah. year. No, yeah, Absolutely. you're right. It's probably not just the Blue Jays. It's just obviously that's the organization I follow and and mm-hmm. and sort of keep keep tabs with. And it's yeah. just frustrating sometimes when you hear they're they're spending money on on surgeries rather than sort of trying to eliminate the problems from the start. And mm-hmm. and you know, on that vein, was there anything like has anyone been able to see anything in your mechanics or your delivery that may have kind of been a precursor, or is it just one of those things? You know. It's it's yeah. an elbow and that's well, that's how it is. I think, and Doctor Andrews said this as well. He said the majority of these uh, problems happen when you're younger, because if you look at the the kind of you know, obviously to get drafted out of high school and like the kids who I play with, the guys. I mean, we were all really good in high school, and at that point, 
Dr. Andrews said, you're still growing, you're not strong, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And I guess that, that like, we're, he said, like, we're throwing too hard for our bodies at that point, and you can put a lot of wear and tear on your ligaments and stuff and your tendons when you're young, and then it becomes a problem once you become older. And that's what he kind of told me. He said, I bet you this is probably something you did in high school, and now it's coming to be a problem because you're stronger, you're throwing harder, and you're putting more stress on these ligaments. And, I mean, and now it's, it's, it's come up, right? <laughs> He said when you felt it tear, then uh, you were throwing harder than you've ever thrown before. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So what were you coming in then? Because I'm I'm curious now. Because you were throwing (laughs) sort of low to mid 90s during that final in Vancouver. Last year, last year, like my first year, I was more. I was like an 88, 90 guy, and then um, in 2013, I I just all of a sudden went up to like yeah, low to mid 90s. And then my first outing in spring training this year, I was 94 to 97. Wow. And I was kind of like, okay, like, <laughs> I mean, this is great. And I was really excited. I was really happy, obviously. Every pitcher wants to throw hard, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then it all kind of went crashing down. So Now, there'll be other people listening to this that haven't seen you as much as I have. So you throw kind of a two-seam, four-seam, and then... Yeah, I throw a two-seam... Majority of my fastballs are two seam, and then I throw a changeup, which I really like, and a curveball. So a curve, so. and the curve was when you were with Vancouver. Was it more of a? It was more of a spike curve. But then when we yeah. talked, we talked in January. That's what yeah, they worked so I, with you I on the trucks. Was a spike curveball, and they they thought the when you throw a spike curveball, your your finger kind of comes off up the off the ball, right? Yeah. And they 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 were kind of concerned that as I went up the ladder that. Uh, more experienced hitters would be able to see that. Right. Which okay. I didn't really agree with, but I said, "Hey, okay, I'll try it. I, I, I'm not just gonna, you know, not <laughs> listen to you guys." So I tried it, and it wasn't really working out. And I ended up going back to the spike curveball, but by that time, my arm was a bit out of whack. So, right, nothing was really working. Hmm. So we've already talked a bit about what what next year holds, but sort of what in your mind. Where where do you go? You know, hopefully, obviously, you come back end of end of June, like you said, if 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 everything works out. Yeah, I think so. At my in my mind, I'll be I'll go to Florida in January, just uh, continue my throwing program, and then I'll start throwing bullpens in March, I think. Right. And uh, as I said before, it all kind of depends on how I come back, and then. Hopefully I come back and I'm stronger than ever and I can just go across the street to Dunedin. But if not, I'll go back to Lansing because obviously I have a bit of unfinished work to do there. And then I'll see how I do there. And then um, obviously at the end of the season, try and go somewhere and play. Yeah, you're 93, so you're 21 now. I mean, a year out is 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 a year out. It's, it's never good for anyone. But like you yeah. said, the prevalence of, of the surgery happening these days is... It's so yeah, high. It's I mean, like it's every, anyone. Yeah, anyone can get it. I mean, I'd rather get it out of the way now, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And you've talked to the guys that have got it done, and you you have to feel confident, I guess, with, with the way those guys have bounced back. Like even Osuna already has been been pretty good since coming back, and yeah. uh, you know you hear the guys rave about how you're you're even stronger when you come back, but that's mainly probably due to the the, the rehab and and how much you have to work to come back. Um, oh, yeah. Is that a, I guess that gets you sort of keeps you going when you when you know the the results are are soon to come afterward. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, well it's funny for, for Asuna especially. You know, you 
you read, like if you read prospect writers, obviously they weren't afraid of his stuff, but his body type, he was a bigger body guy, like, oh, will this 12 months off be a, be the case of him growing a bit? But it's almost like he's in better shape because he was rehabbing, yeah. he was running. You yeah, know. yeah. And he same, was in a lot. I, I played with him in 2012, and back, it was just like pure talent back then. I mean, he, he I, mean, I don't want to say he was lazy, but he didn't really, you know, eat. He didn't have to. He didn't yeah, have to work yeah. out or anything because he was that good, right? He would just go out there and mow everyone down, and it wasn't it wasn't hard for him. And then once he got surgery, like I think the the guys kind of sat him down and were like, "Hey, like you can't, you know, lot of gog this thing. Like you right. actually have to do the work." And you know, and I think he actually took that into effect. And he he I was there when he was there, and he was working really hard. And I think that's part of the reason why he has come back and done really well. So. Well, and, and Drew as well was you know, seemingly throwing harder than he was before and, you know, managed yeah. to throw 100 and whatever, 40 innings he threw this oh, year. Yeah. So, you know, it's positive. And, geez, I mean, the, the Blue Jays drafted a, a TJ yeah. guy first round, first yeah. one, yeah. seventh overall or whatever it was. So it's it's such a it's such a thing. Greg and I are both hockey goalies. We were laughing about earlier. It's almost like same thing for hockey goalies now. They just have their hip surgery because yeah. they think, oh, I'll just have to get it done sooner or later. Yeah. yeah. As soon as you feel any any tightness or, or problems they just get the surgery and get it out of the way and that's sort of the oh, way yeah. it's becoming with pitchers in their arms right yeah it is <laughs> it's a long recovery but for the oh, better yeah. yeah it is now you were at the nat i saw you for i think it was the north division flag the playoff game uh yeah game i was one. there for both the playoff games the game one of the division finals right right and then game one and of then the game final. one of the championships and yeah and then they went out they should have won that game in the in the in the championship the first game at home they were yeah they period. were up i was away wasn't i but, five nothing yeah yeah what um so, i mean what kind of experience was that for you playing you know how long did it take you to get to the yard half an hour or whatever oh yeah like 20 <laughs> minutes it was yeah. awesome yeah having friends and family around um yeah it was unreal that was the best time of my life what um what what do you think it's like for other guys coming up? Like you're obviously Canadian, you you lived at home. Same with with Justin. You know what? How did you feel? Some of the other guys kind of reacted to living guys that maybe hadn't been out of the states before. Did did you think it was a good experience for them? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be completely honest when I say this. I've not talked to one one player who has who hasn't just. In like loved Vancouver, like everyone just loves playing <laughs> in Vancouver. They just no bias there. <laughs> yeah, they just. I mean, I'm from Vancouver, obviously I love it. But all the guys, I mean, when you play, when you go from playing in extended to no fans and playing one o'clock games, waking up at six in the morning every morning to going and playing in front of six thousand, and you know you're playing night games under the lights. I mean, it's like you're playing in the big leagues. So mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> what was it like, um, just compare and contrast a bit with, with Lansing, just as a precursor, we had Mike Reeves on a couple of weeks ago, and he he obviously came down to Lansing. I think you were injured by then, but um, yeah, he came from Dunedin and you know didn't have a place to stay, so I think Justin and LB, or, or I can't yeah. remember who it was, were all living in the same, oh no, it was um, Mitch, were living in the same house, and they had an unfinished basement. They're like, yeah, you can sleep in our basement. <laughs> yeah. So no, no such thing as host families anymore. So he just went out and bought a mattress and slept in their basement for a month. What, yeah. what was it like then to be, you know, I think Bluefield, you guys lived in dorms or something like that. Yeah, we lived in dorms, Vancouver. They had homestay, and then once we got to Lansing. Um, You're on your I, own. The first day we got to Lansing, all the apartment uh, owners came, and they were like, yeah, like this is what we have to offer. 
And it's not that hard. I mean, you just you kind of go and you find whoever you want to live with. You go sign up and you move into your new place. And obviously, it was it was different. I mean, that was the first time I've actually lived in like an apartment. You know, like where you have to pay like for cable, Wi-Fi, and all that, right? And you're on your own. You have your own room and whatnot. So it was cool. I enjoyed that part of it. And then what? Uh, just sorry. I always I always, I love the minutia of minor league life. <laughs> you know, like then when you leave, like what happens? Those guys, you're on the lease, and they have to just find someone else to pay the rent. Yeah. And... So because uh, it's not like you mentally like, oh shit, my elbow's fucked. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, I know. sorry, fellas. Yeah, it, it was. It was kind of like once I got hurt, like I kind of told the guys, I was like, boys, like I, I'm, I'm gonna be leaving probably like in a few days here, <laughs> and they were like, oh like, shit, like <laughs> uh, okay. And then I think like right when I left, another guy came. Uh, and he okay. just popped right in my room, and they kept, and then that was fine, right? So <laughs> endless cycle. <laughs> it was a month-to-month lease at that place. Oh, okay. Convenient. So they make it easy for you. Yeah. It's a special exception for ball players, I guess. Yeah. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I made that mistake. I wrote an article about Lansing, I think, last year, and I, I stupidly, fl- flippantly threw in a line at the end that a small town in Michigan is going to have some of the best pitchers on on offer in the Blue Jays system, and. I got hammered because apparently it's the capital of Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, way, to, way to go, dumbass. Nice writing. <laughs> but so it's a pretty big city. Like, was there was there plenty to do? I know Vancouver, you guys, well, honestly, not you. You I probably mean, went home after every game, of course, but. Yeah. Um, honestly, in Lansing, I mean, it was it was a bit, uh, coming from Vancouver, it was, it was different because the fans, you know, the fans of Vancouver are nuts, right? Like, they love it. Mm-hmm. And the fans in Lansing were kind of, they were just kind of there, you know? Like, right. they were just there to watch. They weren't, I don't. I didn't feel like they were as into the game as the fans are here in Vancouver. Um, and the city itself was kind of really dead. I mean, I, it was really mellow, you know? There weren't a lot of people there. Um, the spot kind of to go was Michigan State campus. There's a lot of life around there, but um, I lived like 15, 20 minutes away from there, so I never really went there that often, but um, it was okay. I mean, you know, it was all right. You do get a few of the people coming down from Ontario because it's not that far from, you know, lower yeah. Ontario, so you get some, some spillover, I'm sure, for some of the games, people that are really interested yeah. in the prospects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know Alex was there a few times. Andrew Tinnish was there. Mm. LaCava, they always come in and stuff, you know. It's a quick little trip down, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and our our athletic coach and our trainer, they both lived in Toronto. So, on days off, they would just shoot right out after the game, go home, and come back the next night. Hmm. So, it was good for them. Wow, I didn't know it was that close. Yeah, it's a lot closer than you think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. huh? Yeah, not quite as close as Buffalo, but uh, no, still pretty close. Yeah. So my last question, um, Greg and I are both, as I said, goalies, so we're a bit gear gear junkies. Are you at the position now uh, where you're getting stuff sent to you in, in the off season, or are you still having to go out to uh, Source for Sports and, <laughs> no, and get no, your no, own I gear? No, I got an agent, uh, Dan Vertley. He's a Canadian, um, and he's really good to me. He gets me whatever I need and whatnot, and I'm not a big equipment guy. I mean, you see some guys who need like a different pair of cleats every other week, right? And I'm kind of like, I, I don't need that. Like I need maybe one, two pairs of cleats for the year and I'm good. Uh, maybe like a glove a year. I'm not too big on the equipment side, but yeah. 
You don't uh, need that much gear for baseball in the first place. No, you don't. Unless you're a hitter. <laughs> yeah. But I, what I didn't get last year was the Canadians, that was, last year was the first sort of agreement with New Balance, and you guys all, I, I think, got a new set of cleats, but only yeah, three did. or four of the guys were actually wearing them. Yeah, it was awesome. We got new cleats there. Um, I actually met the the guys who are doing it in Vancouver, and they actually took it to the next level. And when I was home last off season, they they said, "Hey, whenever you need any shoes or anything, let us know." And they actually gave gave me like a bunch of free shoes and wow. runners and whatnot. So it was pretty awesome. Nice, good hookups. Yeah, <laughs> very nice. Help you oh, with yeah. your rehab at least. <laughs> yeah. All you can do right now, use your feet. Oh, yeah. So you're heading down to um, to Florida in January, so I'm guessing that means we won't see you at the, uh, the luncheon this year. No, I don't think I'll be there, no. What, um, who, how many people will be there, and what sort of just, is it strictly you're in Dunedin, you're, you're in the complex every day doing the same, you know, obviously forward the rehab program how many, three months or whatever, but that's just what it'll be? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure who's going to be there in January. The spring training obviously doesn't start until March, and then they yeah. always have that mini camp before at the end of February. Uh, they probably they haven't made the list for that yet, but I'm just going down um, kind of on my own. I mean, I'll stay wherever uh, just because I, you know, I'd rather do my throwing program there than here in Vancouver where it's kind of harder, right? Mm-hmm. Not quite as temperate, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I usually just throw in my high school gym, but uh, once I get to, you know, like 90 feet, I'll need to go somewhere else. Right. Yeah. I think that uh, pretty much exhausts our list of questions. Thanks for taking uh-huh. the time to uh, well, <laughs> answer no, we all wanted, of them. We wanted to ask if all the Tommy Jones guys had tattoos on the inside oh, yeah. of their elbow. Like <laughs> yeah, the, like the mean, tears you get of you the get gangsters the, with get their... the smiley face yeah. on there. Yeah, some people get that. I don't think I will. Um, <laughs> my friend's a tattoo artist, and he's been wanting me to get one, and I'm kind of like, yeah, no, I don't need that. So. <laughs> it was a job at Chamberlain. He's got the baseball seams, I think, over his yeah. uh, his. Scar. Yeah, a lot of people get either the baseball seams or the smiley face or something, you know. <laughs> and just very quickly before we let you go, uh, Steve Ewan, you, you did a bit of a video with him on the province, and I, I yeah. just can't remember exactly. You were talking about different grades, I guess. Is it one, two, three, four? But And yours was quite good. Yeah, so like when they tie the tendon around your elbow... They try and wrap it uh, three times. Okay. Um, like three is what they want, and sometimes you can't get three. Sometimes you'll get like two or two and a half, and I and four is the best they can do. And I got three and a half, so oh. I mean I was happy about that. So is that just kind of like they're saying you you should be come back to full strength, or you'll come back a bit quicker? Is it? I, I don't really know. I don't I don't know if it plays a factor that much, but. Um, Obviously, I guess the more times they can wrap it around there, the tighter it will be. And, like, the more, I mean, maybe, like, if you think of an elastic band, like, if you wrap it around something, like... The tension, one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it gets it tighter, right? Stronger, so... Right. <laughs> well, that's great. I mean, obviously, we, we wish you all the best. That was a, yeah. a very exciting summer when, you know, for me, covering the uh, the Canadians, when both you and Shane came up, it... Yeah, definitely livened up the place as far as prospect capital was concerned, and then obviously yeah. going through to the to the final, it was a it was a it was a fun summer, and as yeah. you said, it was a fun summer for you. So, yeah, hopefully, definitely. hopefully next year, uh, Dunedin, or as you know, if you say if you if you go back to Lansing for a bit, it it should only be for a little bit. I would have thought so. Yeah, 
best of luck to you, and uh, hopefully we can do this again. Let's try yeah. and let's try and chat maybe a in the new year. Yeah, thanks uh, for coming on, and good luck with the rest of your rehab. Hopefully, we thank you. See you back throwing hard on the on the mound sooner rather yeah. than later. <laughs> and happy oh, Thanksgiving, yeah. Greg's just finishing up his uh, Thanksgiving burrito right now. <laughs> 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 yeah, we can. As Canadians, we can all say Happy Thanksgiving today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you. Right. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good one, Tom. All right. Well, there you have it, Tom Robson and Anthony Alford on today's show. It was a. Uh, a players uh, interview show, I guess we'll call it, because it was uh, it was good. Lots of good insight from those guys, and heading into next year, uh, and even for the rest of this year, we can keep an eye on Anthony Alford, how he does in the Australia, and also the rehab condition of Tom Robson, who seems to be progressing pretty well. Sounded like from from the tone of his voice, at least he didn't sound too dejected. No, he sounded pretty <laughs> upbeat, didn't he? So yeah. you know, as upbeat as you can be about something like that. Um, some really good stuff. I mean, obviously, wish the best for both these guys. Very differing circumstances, but the same sort of, you know, they're both going to be coming off quite a, quite a delay off. I don't even know the word I'm looking for. Let's see, we've had beer this one. My brain's starting to I, uh, I think you normally do that. You normally have a brain uh, fart with or without beer. But, you know, they'll both be coming off kind of lack of reps for, for differing reasons. So, yeah. but both, you know, kind of, sleeper prospects that are definitely worth keeping an eye on over the uh, the coming season. Tom, you know, as he said, you know, end of June is best case scenario yeah. and, and very rarely I think do you see guys come in best case. So mid July I think would be a more conservative I think estimate. Would be more realistic, but yeah. yeah, hey, you know, all all the best to him. Obviously I wish him I hope he comes back end of June and gets two full two full months in wherever they they send him. Um and he and often often running he he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like he's doing quite well. So yeah. uh, thanks to him and, and Anthony for being nice guys and coming on the program. It was uh, a special thanks, I guess, to Tom because it is his Thanksgiving, like we mentioned at the end there. So, <laughs> Yeah, but when he said he was in the gym and we had to delay the interview a bit, I kind of thought, yeah, okay, now I don't feel so bad. So. <laughs> he's yeah. obviously not having, maybe he's done his turkey already. So <laughs> He's burning off the turkey. Hopefully that's, that's the case, yeah. <laughs> All right, so it's uh, again. It's not the last podcast. We still have other things no, lined up. We've got we, uh, we've got some other ideas cooking. So hopefully uh, we can get those lined up, and yeah. and it shouldn't be too long till the next we one. We may not shut her down through the winter season. We won't go into hibernation till maybe December or January. We'll see. We can we could probably <laughs> come up with the idea generator. <laughs> You're the idea generator. I'm the I'm, idea generator because I'm usually. If I'm not thinking about baseball, I'm thinking about killing my kids. So <laughs> it's probably better off I'm thinking about baseball. Oh, you're just like, I don't feel like writing right now. Let's just talk and, yeah. and get this off my chest. <laughs> I did actually mail somebody the other day. I'm like, oh, I wouldn't mind doing an interview. Should, can I do it over email or better yet? Can we call you for the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> wow, just using the podcast now. Yeah. Uh, thanks again for listening. You can find Charlie at Charlie Kasky on Twitter, C-A-S-K-E-Y. I'm Greg Ballack. Greg Ballack ST is me on Twitter. And uh, email the show if you want, yourvanseas at gmail.com or the website, yourvanseas.com. Charlie, what do you got coming up? Uh, like I said, I had that Roberto Suna up there. Oh, geez, Louise, now you've put me on the spot. I haven't got a. I still have this <laughs> Rowdy Tellez left-handed hitter shift defensive thing cooking in the back of my mind. Hopefully I can get that up and running starting soon. And then I'll start looking at the players from the Seas of 2013, 14, sorry, geez. And wow. start working towards the top 30 prospects into uh, next year. And you're going to find out, you're going to get to the bottom of Hunter Pence's war. 
being a, an entire run off. Entire run different between <laughs> baseball reference. So R war and F war. I need to figure that out. So I need to get my spreadsheets out. All right, well, we'll figure that out on the next show, I guess, whenever you, <laughs> whenever that may be. Uh, stay tuned on Twitter. We'll let you know. Um, but yeah, thanks again for listening, and uh, so we'll catch you next time on the next Your Van Seas podcast. See you.